All right, I would like to welcome Pastor Mark Burns onto the show today. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with me. Happy to be here. Very happy to be here. Thank you so much. Um, my first question to you, um, I just want to know, can you take like 60 seconds to tell everyone just who you are and what you do? Pastor Mark Burns, um, labeled by Time Magazine as Donald Trump's top pastor, um, on the now television network with the second largest I'm Black-owned and operated Christian TV network in America, um, preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ and, uh, you know, former uh, U.S. congressional candidate um, vying for the uh, Republican nomination here in South Carolina and um, just overall conservative, Christian conservative. Awesome. Um, I want to ask you, what is the biggest problem that you think we as Americans face today and what is the solution? Well, um, number one, I think the biggest problem that we're having is a lack of, um, um, of liberty, freedom with our speech. Um, right now, that is really um, causing a, a major divide within our nation. Um, I think if you disagree with um, your fellow American, um, we should focus more on the, on, on the common ground and not what makes us different. Um, right now, we're becoming so polarized, and that's to be honest with you, it's partly because of the left's desire to um, and their um, outrageous um, political views uh, online, like um, the transgender movement that's sweeping our public schools in America, the uh, SEG uh, um, being pushed down the throats of business leaders, and um, just the you know the indoctrination of our children in, in, in the public school systems. These are major, major issues that are, you know, um, challenging those who are of a different opinion. But I also know that, that there are so many other issues that um, all Americans suffer. Until we can get to the point where we can focus more on those issues that whether you're a Democrat or Republican, whether you're black or whether you're white, whether you're rich or poor, get to those issues like we used to and focus more on the things that brings us together, like everybody needs good health care. Everybody wants to be able to uh, um, send their, uh, have a house, own a home. Everybody wants to be able to own property. Everybody wants to have job security, um, to take care of their family. Um, and these are basic needs that all Americans expire to have in a country. But right now we've become so divided. And there's a, an attack on our religious freedom of speech. Um, there's a major tech, not just our religious freedom of speech, but but speech in general. Right, right now, if you speak against, um, if you have a strong opinion, especially as a conservative, if you have strong opinions about marriage, like between marriage between man and woman, or if you have a strong opinion about um, how your child should be uh, um, educated in the public school systems and and et cetera, et cetera, if you come against a liberal left ideology, then you are essentially um, isolated, attacked. Um, and so that's a major, major problem um, in, in America. And we have, to, we have to move past it. Right. Thank you so much for that response. I don't think you could have said that any better. That definitely is a problem. Um, one of the biggest problems is, you know, being able to have our freedom of speech when it comes to really anything. And um, so thanks for that response. Um, my next question for you is, you had mentioned you would run for Congress. Um, I want to ask, what 
ultimately led you to saying, okay, I'm going to run for office? Because, I mean, it's not an easy decision for a lot of people. Sure. Well, you know, at the time I felt that, um, you know, President Trump, who, as I, and he would tell you, he just sent me a wonderful thank you video a couple of days ago. Um, and I'm still working very much involved in his up and coming candidacy um, for uh, to become the 47th president of the United States of America. I was yeah. there from day one. Um, and because I was there from day one, when it was not popular to support Donald Trump, especially as a black person, a black leader was absolutely unpopular, which we're seeing that those numbers are starting to change. I mean, you see, very proud of Kanye West um, stepping out with the, all, uh, 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 the White Lives Matter shirt in Paris. And that's a huge statement. He's making it very clear that when we declare Black Lives Matter, um, but in reality, the number one cause of death within the Black community is abortions. 50% of Black Americans are, are killed through abortions. How can we declare that Black Lives Matter when we kill our own children? We're talking about future, uh, could have been a future scientist, future doctors, future lawyers, maybe more future presidents, right? Um, that, that, that could have been born. It could have found the cure of cancer or AIDS or or tuberculosis, you know, or, or, or any uh, disease that is, that is in, quote unquote incurable today. But instead, we kill our own children. And so, to see Kanye come out boldly, um, even though I had been saying this message, um, "All Lives Matter," and I gave it at the um, 2016 Republican National Convention uh, when I declared that message on stage, and that under Donald Trump and under Donald Trump administration all lives matter, but I think it's, it's opening up the eyes of Americans. We got to get back to what, what brought us together. And so for me, I felt that there weren't a lot of Republicans who were willing to step up and support number one, sure. Donald Trump, um, and his, and not just so much the person. I want to be very clear because not everybody likes the person and, and that's okay. You don't have to like the person, but the policies that this person represents. Um, I felt like we have too many what's called rhinos who are yeah. not really being strong and bold in their convictions. They're doing business with liberal Democrats. They're giving in. And we as conservatives, especially Christian conservatives, are losing our fight because our representatives um, were not actually holding the line and not just holding the line, but taking over new territory like what Ron DeSantis is doing in the great state of Florida. Everybody's calling it the free yeah. state of Florida. Um, oh, that yeah, we're, sure. they're, they're not just holding the line or trying to maintain what we've had, but we're taking over authority. I'm very proud of Governor DeSantis and his strong stance and making sure that sexual orientations should never be discussed in the public school systems, critical race theory and any uh, um, textbooks that are pushing a segregated mindset Mm -hmm. um, would be, you know, removed from the public school systems in Florida and make it illegal for teachers to hide sexual orientation from parents. Um, and so these are the things that um, we need more Republicans, conservatives who are willing to do just that. Does that make you popular? Absolutely not. But it's right. It's not about being popular. It's about being right. And so, um, and so for me, that was my inspiration. Um, to run for Congress. And, you know, and you never know what the future holds. It was a great experience. Yeah. Came in second in a four-man race. Um, I had a short amount of time to run, um, but I learned a lot. 
Um, you know, being nationally famous is not the same as as being locally famous. They're two different things. So <laughs> I learned that real quickly. Um, but there's some there's some great patriots in the fourth district of South Carolina, and who knows um, what the future may hold. I still believe that they need a strong representative, a strong, real conservative that's going to fight for our gun rights, that's going to never compromise over our gun rights, it's going to never compromise over our religious liberties, it's going to never, ever compromise on, on, on giving, uh, um, supporting a Congress that is pushing money to Ukraine while millions of Americans here uh, in America is suffering. You will never see a Congress that is, uh, you would never, you need more Republicans like me who would never vote to send money to Ukraine. You would never see to shut down the pipelines in America that's, that's destroying our natural oils and our ability to mass produce, but to depend on China and Russia for our energy. And so for me, that was my inspiration. Awesome. That That's, that's an awesome inspiration. And it's like you ran for the right reasons, which a lot of politicians don't. You know, they they go to D.C. for their own like purposes, right? Not yeah. the good of the country and the people that they're actually representing. But you had mentioned, you know, you you learned a lot on your run for Congress. I want to yeah. ask, what are you, what were the biggest things that you learned? Well, I think that was my first statement early. I learned that being nationally famous is not the same as being locally famous. You have to you have to really work for the people that you represent. And it doesn't come easy just because you may have a national identity. Um, you got to get in the nitty gritty. Not everybody um, is on the national circuit. Not everybody even knows who's on the national circuit. And so for me, there's a lot of hard work. You can't be just on name ID only. You got to really get into the ground and into the trenches. And I was able to do that in the last three weeks of the race, but I believe had I been doing that from day one, I would have been a, had a greater impact on connecting to the people. Um, and so, and, and unfortunately we see that the, the person that, that the, the Congressman that they reelected, turns out that two weeks after his reelection, a massive marriage scandal, he was cheating on his wife and, and they held that story intentionally. Um, the, the husband of the wife that was cheated, that he was cheating on, spilled the whole beans what text messages what pictures i mean you know there is still an ongoing investigation right now as we speak but how can you be a congressman representing one of the strongest most conservative districts in america and you are leaving a a, a life of adultery with another married woman this is not what um the christian conservatives of the fourth district of south carolina um need and which is why i know for a shadow of a doubt um they 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 held that intentionally um but you know that's water under the bridge we live we learn and for me my goal was to continue to serve the people and i'm doing this that it's not about a title you yeah. know and, and i teach this all the time to my staff if if i got to give you a title before you start serving the people and leading then you never you never um never deserve the position in the first place you need to already be leading already be serving before you ever get a title and that's what i'm doing now exactly um you know you said that just perfectly because you know like i said earlier a lot of politicians when they get sent to dc they don't accurately represent the people that they're supposed to represent and so it's super hard and well then they just end up becoming corrupt um, yes which is one of the biggest problems with our government right now but my next question i want to ask you um a lot of people um 
a lot of people maybe on the left or whatever they like to say that your your political views should almost determine what your religious views are and that couldn't be that couldn't be further from the truth because our religious views and the and our faith should determine what we think politically so i want to ask you how has your faith impacted what you believe politically well, I mean, I give you an example. I voted for Barack Obama twice um, and was very happy um, to have seen the first black president and the first black family take um, the mantle as the, 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 you know, the most powerful man uh, in the world. It was a great, great moment for you know, my, myself, but also the black community, the hands that once picked cotton now picked the president. Um, and so that was a major, major thing for me. But at that time, I wasn't as politically astute. I did not realize um, at the time the biggest diff the really difference between Democrats and Republicans. Excuse me. Uh, I didn't really know the biggest difference between Democrats and Republicans, and so I had to be educated. It took a man named Donald Trump uh, who entered and brought me to Trump Towers back when he was thinking about running for president, and I was a, I was able to be in a private meeting with him in about. 20 other leaders. And it was at that time that I really began to learn the difference. When Donald Trump himself starts saying, contrary to what people may know about him or they think they know about him, um, when he began to say things like, you know, Christianity is under attack. Our religious liberties is under attack. I never heard nobody say that but me. I began to realize that Christians were under attack in their beliefs. You go to work today. You can't pray before you you take before you eat your meal, in, in some um, jobs, you, you know they're taking prayer out of the schools. They start taking certain songs like Silent Night out of schools, Jingle Bells out of the schools, because they, you know and, and we start moving further, further, further to the left. And I discovered that Democrats believed in abortion, and and Obama was pushing these agendas. Um, and even when it comes to same-sex marriage and Obama was pushing these agendas and the Democratic Party was pushing these agendas. And I discovered as a pastor, as a Christian, these policies I could never support. And right. it was at that moment that I began to realize, oh my God, I think I am a Republican. I remember sitting in the meeting and I said, <laughs> I said oh my God, I think I might be a Republican because you know, I believe in smaller government. I, 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 you know, a man who used to be on food stamps and Section 8 housing and government assistance to, you know, to growing to, you know, becoming an entrepreneur and a, and a leader within my community, financially blessed. Um, it came on the, on the backs of hard work and less government intervention. And, and, and I started to discover the differences between Democrats and Republicans. And when I realized that my faith lined up with the Republican Conservative Party, that how could I be a Christian and support any law or anybody that supports the killing of innocent babies? That, that you know, they, 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 met, they changed the words. Instead of calling it um, the murder of babies, they called it pro-choice, right? They don't call it for what it is, that many of these children feel pain, these babies feel pain, um, and, 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 and the murder of these children that takes place um, in the wounds of mothers. The Bible says that God knew us before he formed us in the womb of the mother. The Bible makes it very clear that life is a blessing and that we believe life happens at conception and not birth because the child is very much alive. The Bible talks about how 
John the Baptist was leaping with joy of the Holy Spirit while in the womb of his mother. And how can somebody who's not alive be leaping with joy? I mean, of course, it takes, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to put your hand on a pregnant woman's stomach and see the body move and the and 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 you can even there are even pictures of, of babies um you know you know the expressions of pain yeah right and so it's very much real and yet how can we support policies and politicians that support those initiatives as a christian and so for me it began to dictate you know my belief system it's because of my faith that i am become a stronger conservative a stronger Republicans because of the policies that lines up with the Republican Party, it lines up with the word of God. And I teach people all the time that vote Bible. That's what my father taught us. Just vote Bible. And if you vote Bible, then you can't, whether you're Democrat or Republican, that's irrelevant. Just vote Bible. And if you vote Bible, then you you can't help but not vote for certain policies led by the Democratic Party. Right. Um, that was a great message. I think a lot of people like everyone needs to hear what you just said, because a lot of people are super going on the wrong direction with this topic is you need to have your political views or your political views need to determine what your faith is or whatever, something like that. And so that message, I really hope reaches a lot of people because that you couldn't have said that any better. And so thank you for that response. Um, my next question. So we are clearly in a spiritual battle in this country right now. And it's getting to the point where it's not just Democrat or Republican, it's good versus evil. Sure. And so I'm at, I wanna ask you, how do we fix this divide of good and evil in our nation? Well, Chase, unfortunately, I think, and to be honest with you, I really think that you know America is not in, in worse shape. It's gotta get in worse, even more worse shape than it is it's kind of like this pain is an indicator that something needs to change pain is an indicator that something needs to change you don't call a dentist until you feel the pain of a toothache it's the same and i know it's, it's a horrible analogy even with plane crashes you know and that you know it, it, it's not until the plane crashes that it's not until the plane crashes that you discover what was wrong in that plane crash and then how to fix it I don't think we've plastic when the, the plane has crashed yet. Um, and, you know, and until that happens, um, people are going to still think that we are on the right path of our nation. And it's really not about Democrats or Republicans. I can care less about what party you are part of. Right. I think both of them are somewhat corrupt, <laughs> to be honest with you. I think that we're really fighting a uniparty because they, they, you know, hand in hand together. Um, but good versus evil is a lifestyle. And right now, we'll just use the LGBTQ community as a prime example. Um, we've opened that slippery slope. Um, and now that slippery slope is, is, is now being pushed onto our children. Just three days ago, a teacher in Tulsa, Oklahoma was filmed um, by my, uh, uh, was filmed privately. He didn't know he was being filmed, um, yeah. but he was being filmed. Uh, and he talked clearly about, number one, his goal is to indoctrinate every child and to destroy the Christian faith from the school system. And he said, I don't care if you're gay or not, and your parents don't want you. He said, "Elf, your parents, I'll be your parent. Yeah. I'll take you under my wing. He's a teacher who's designed to teach our children in the schools. And you're 17, Chase, so I'm assuming you're a senior in high school, junior, senior. 
uh, in high school. And so, I, you know, I'm praying for, for, for people like you who are still in the public schools because this teacher who the state attorney general in Tulsa just called him out and asking for the removal of his um, teacher certificate. Um, and, and, but the thing is, he's just a tip of the iceberg. He, you know, he's just a tip of the iceberg. There are tens of thousands, if not maybe hundreds of thousands of teachers who are just like that. And they are hidden in plain sight and they are indoctrinating our children, um, you know, left and right. And so the point that I'm making is, you know, when you have, when you, when you're, when, when you see policies like this that have been pushed by certain people, um, until the slippery slope continues to slippery slope, and as you can see, what's happening right now is children are being molested right now by people who say they're they're uh, women, they identify as a woman, but they they they're really a man, and they're being allowed to go inside women's bathrooms. And children are being molested. Women are being molested or raped even. A case that happened um, about three months ago in Virginia, well-known case that happened in Virginia. So these are real life situations that are happening to people because they're identifying themselves until, within, until the plane crashes, until people who so-called believe that they're, uh, um, okay, um, until, um, until um, until those things happen, um, unfortunately, you know. Again, this, this the, the thing has got to sink before people realize there's a major problem. And, I, and and but I'm gonna say this: there's a solution before the plane crashes. And Chase is people like you, it's people like me, people who are not afraid to open your mouth and spring from the mountaintop. Dr. Martin Luther King said this, he said it was not the cries of his enemies that hurt him, it was the silence of his friends. And so until our friends start opening up their mouths and start standing, locking arms with one another and start saying that we would not allow this to happen in our public schools, we would, we would refuse to buy your products. We would do just what the Montgomery Improvement Association did back in the, in the late 60s, early 60s, that birthed the civil rights movement when Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat. And they boycotted the buses in Montgomery, Alabama. And that forced them to change a law that was standing in place that black people had to ride in the back of the bus and not in the front of the bus. But when they broke the back of that company and they broke it in the financial box, then we can do the same thing right here in America today. Because we're not been, Dr. King said, I believe there's a day Chase that we will not be judged by the color of our skin, but by the content of our character. But the problem with in Joe Biden's America, we are now being judged by the content of our character, not the color of our skin. Because if you're conservative, you are a second class citizen in Joe Biden's America. It's not based off of whether you're black or white or Indian or Asian. It's about whether you're a conservative or whether you're a liberal. And that's gotta stop. It is right. evil versus good good versus evil right i couldn't agree more i mean the saying united we stand divided we fall like it's going to take all of us together to actually make change and and you know ultimately save our country save each and every person in this country from all the evils of just the world you know so i want to switch gears a little bit here and i want to ask you a little bit 
about the upcoming 2022 midterms and um and 2024 we're going to look ahead to 24 i want to ask you what what are your what's your outlook for the midterms how how do you think how do you think it will turn do you think republicans will have the red wave like everyone's been thinking or what's what are your predictions I believe without a shadow of a doubt, we will retake the House without question. We'll retake the House. Um, the Senate is up in the air. Um, Herschel Walker is up just by a little bit in Georgia, but it's, it, you know that's within a five-point margin of error. Um, Dr. Oz is trailing behind in Pennsylvania. Um, and so if we, and of course, if we lose Warnock uh, uh, and Herschel Walker, that doesn't change, tip the balance of power. But if we lose Pennsylvania, that changes the, 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 the you know the the, the power um, uh, the, the position of power in the Republicans and so um, right now for the Senate it's going to be very tight very 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 tight for the for the for the um, House we will most definitely retake the House and to be honest with you retake retaking the House is really the most important thing right now in preparation for Donald J Trump to come back as the 47th president of the United States of America. Right. And I, just to everybody who is listening, just so you can not be confused, uh, I don't care who you think that might be running, um, there's only but one nominee um, um, of the Republican nomination, that's Donald J. Trump. Right, exactly. Um, I, you know, I was for the longest time during Trump's presidency, I wasn't super into politics or anything like that. I recently became interested about a couple of years ago and he really just, I mean, inspired me in a way, right? And I think sure. he's done that to a lot of different people is Donald Trump, people may not like his character and who he is as a person, but what he fights for and what he talks about are the right things that will make our make America great. So, yes. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping and praying for a, a Trump 2024 win and for him to be back in the White House and for the Senate and the House to yeah. both go red um it would it's it would be awesome but we just gotta wait and see and we gotta continue to you know fight and make sure that we're we're gonna go make this happen right if so, we don't if we don't for whatever reason to, to ask you a second part of your question about 2024 moving forward if we do not retake the senate in 2024 um we will most definitely retake the senate in 20 uh, excuse me if we don't retake the senate in 2022 november we will most definitely take it back in 2022 just in time for donald trump to come back uh, for his second term as president. Right. I, yeah, I totally agree. Um, I have one more question for you. Um, and that is, what is your advice to anybody who, you know, loves our country? They, they want to, they have the same values as you and I, they want to save our country, but they may be too afraid to speak up because mm -hmm. out of fear of being hated on by close family and friends, getting backlash, anything like that. What is your advice to them? Well, I mean, it really depends on what area they are in life. Um, number one, I think if you're going to real bring change, you cannot be silent. At some point, you got to open your mouth. There's got to be a boldness. Remember what I said, Dr. King made it very clear. It wasn't the, the screams of his enemies, but it was the silence of the friends, those that say they support you, those they say they believe what you believe, but they won't stand with you publicly. That's, we don't need that in this day and age. We don't need cowards. We don't need keyboard warriors, right? Social media keyboard right. warriors. We need people that's going to open their mouth. But number two, we need people, if you, for whatever reason, uh, you know, can't stand with us publicly, you would at least open your checkbooks and donate and help raise money so that we can get the message out there. It costs to get commercials out there. It costs to get advertisement out there. It costs to run social media advertisement. None of this stuff 
is free or cheap. And it costs a sing every single dollar and dime um, to do that. And it, it, it and so if you cannot be out there with your mouth bro, bo, vocally, you can be out there um, by supporting every dime. I don't care how little, no matter what stage, if you're 17, your dollar matters. Your your $10 matter, whatever it is. Go get a part-time job and make sure that we save America by pushing the people that are out there publicly, verbally, ready to um, take it by storm. Right. Thank you so much for that response. I love asking the people that I interviewed that question because the answer is very, so like, it's awesome. And so thank you for that response. No problem. No problem, and, Chase. And so that is my last question for you. I want to thank you so much for taking time to sit down with me, a 17-year-old um, high school student, when you're super busy. So thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and talk with me. No problem, my friend. Okay, keep the fight alive. Keep boldness alive. And keep motivating other people your age to get involved because we still have a country to save and we need every one of y'all to do it. All right, I will. Thank you so much. Thank you, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.